Welcome to Sinner's Take, another Catholic Guys podcast in whom we are the worst. What? This is, pay attention, listen to my words. Welcome to Sinner's Take, another Catholic Guys podcast of which we are the worst. Not in which whom is the worst. It's all perspective, you know? It's all perspective. Um, today we are going to talk about... And I'm Alec. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't say <laughs> Today we're going to talk about service in the parish? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah, service in the parish or Christ in the church. Yeah. Sometimes here at Sinner's Take, we start a podcast and we don't even know where we're going with it. We just hope <laughs> to find it along the way. Imponderization. It's, like it's like how God works in our lives. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, there we... Kind of had some additional thoughts from the episode from last week about how to properly how to properly properly serve in the parish and why that's important and especially right now why why that this conversation could theoretically be important and we you know we figured we would share any any initial thoughts what do we got uh, yeah I'll toss out my initial thought when I since I wasn't on the culture episode as I was listening to it I was thinking about if we want to be separate from the culture outside of the church, we need to develop some kind of culture within the church towards which we can point people and into which we can bring people. And in order to do that, we have to be involved. It can't just be something that we hope someone else will take care of or the priest can do on his own. But it really is like the parish is to be a community and we need to foster that together for our own benefit and that of the parish and of the capital C church. Yeah, my initial thoughts is, um, and especially entering this pandemic and culture and everything that's going on, we're definitely seeing like the culture of what the young church looks like um, in this time. Uh, but my initial thought with it is, it's very interesting to see like a lot of lay ministries and a lot of like movements, so to speak, that are thriving and movements and ministries that I'm a part of that are like really thriving and like fine in a time like this. But then a lot of parishes that like are suffering or a lot of parishes that like are close to closing down and a lot of parishes that like don't have resources um, to like survive like a a pandemic or a time like this. And I was just thinking like, if, why why is that? Like, why is it that um, it's so much more attractive to serve um, things that take place necessarily like, or communities that take place outside of the parish and not communities that take place or um, things that take place like within the parish, you know? And it was just like a question that I popped up when I brought this topic up uh, to Eddie and we talked about this today, literally. Why is that? Like, why are, are people more drawn to life and to ministry and to service? Um, still serving church, still still serving Jesus, but um, why are they not like super interested in serving their parish or their, 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 their like local church, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah, and this leaves me with the responsibility of whose initial thought do I talk about first? <laughs> uh, because I think I, I think they're I think honestly that's kind of like going to be the two parts of this this episode, however long that they take. I think we got to talk about what Alec brought up. We got to talk about what Gerardo brought up. I think it makes more sense to talk about what Alec brought up first. Um, yes. So, so therefore, gosh darn it. <laughs> uh, I, I would say going back to what Alec had said about. The importance of having this some like a established, uh, vibrant church community, parish community, is so important. Because, and I was thinking about this, and 
I've, I, it's been a struggle for a while is, you know, when you're talking with somebody, maybe at a bar or, you know, you just, you know, you're having a moment of evangelization with someone who you've never met. Like, obviously I don't want to see, we can't, you can't give your entire life to every single person you meet, like just timing wise, you can't agree to meet with them once a week for the next two years, which really honestly is probably what it would take to really take somebody and make them into a vibrant practicing Catholic is it takes a lot substantial amount of time with a lot of questions being answered and a good relationship. And you obviously just can't physically do that for everybody. So the difficulty is it becomes, you have these moments that are great with people and you have these moments of evangelization, but then the question becomes is where do you send them? Where do they, where do they go from there? Because I mean, there's gotta be so many times. And if anybody here is listening has had conversations like this, where you sit there and you're like, man, like, it was a really good conversation, but like, did re- anything really come from it after the conversation was over? And granted, a lot of that is not on us, right? Or not on you. That's uh, if someone is not disposed, the walls of their heart are still up and they're lazy or whatever reason is keeping them from pursuing the faith any further. There's not much that you can do there. But I think a big step in that direction would be to have the confidence in the individual parish that you know that if you send somebody there, they will be taken care of. Uh, and and the, the problem is we don't see that all the time in every parish that, you know, you'll have a conversation with someone you be, and I, I've had the time where I'm like, man, like, where do I even send this person next? Like, what is, what is the next step for this person? Because I can, I can point them to podcasts that are done much better than our own vi- YouTube videos that are done very good that are, that as far as the intellectual aspect of the faith, it can be met very easily. But the problem from there is, what about the social aspect? What about the actual relationship with Jesus? And what about the 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 community that they need to be brought into? Mm. And if you if ideally, right, there's so many Catholic parishes, you should just be like, just go find your local Catholic parish and go. But that obviously, like, I mean, we laugh because we know that 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 clearly is not the reality. And again, mm. not not to bash parishes. I think there's there's limitations, and there are, and it's a difficult culture that we that we have established in our in our world. But so how, therefore, how do we, knowing that this is a reality that we need, people need to have places where the soil, the, the seed can grow on fertile soil, knowing that we need that and knowing that that isn't being met, how can we mm-hmm. step, make steps to improve that? So ju- just like to reiterate that too. So like say Joe Schmo like walked up to you at a, at a bar and was like, I'm interested, I heard you, I know you're Catholic, like I'm interested in being Catholic. What's a, like a good parish? And you think of ideal parish, right? Um, what qualities would you feel like would be important of, of that parish? Like what qualities, what ministries, like what in that parish do you think would be like ideal to send Who, someone to? Have you ever heard of video series? <laughs> videos. <laughs> I mean, it's a direct correlation with how many video series that your parish is running every yeah. single year. Yeah. <laughs> how many, how many free books do they hand out <laughs> per year? <laughs> how many pulpit announcements? Um, yeah, I think, that though yeah exactly what well put gerardo alec do you have any thoughts yeah like what would you look for immediately like in a parish like yelp review like parish like oh my gosh Um, don't go on yelp to review parishes everyone for everyone listening to it's not a good place to look (laughs) (laughs) i think something we're all looking for is to be a part of something and to find people or something that resonates with us so what that looks like to me is 
you know, you have a men's group, you have a women's group, but maybe even different ages too, because we talk about if you are, if Joe Schmo that came up to you is a father, he has a three month old and he wants to commiserate with fellow new fathers. I want uh, there to be something there for him, right? People, uh, you have the youth ministry, but then where's the bridge for the young adult ministry? And then something for retired people to get involved. Like, I think having having different ministries that more people can resonate with is important. But then at the same time, having something that goes on community-wide, which is I really liked what you guys had talked about, where you kind of separate, let the mass be the mass, and then you have the community event where we can all be a part of something because uh right like the retired people want to see the young kids running around and kids want to meet the other kids and Mm -hmm. i think all of that is so important in showing that the church because we don't want to just isolate people with people like them because that's the beauty of the church is that it's so open it doesn't exclude in any way and we are all the same of the same value so seeing people who are not the same as you is maybe even more important than splitting into ministries more catered towards you. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. I no doubt that there needs to be, there needs to be both, right? There need, like you said, there needs to be a place for people to uh, cultivate their, where they are in this life. But then also in addition to that, there needs to be, there needs to be that level of, you can see everybody as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I, to kind of call back to the points from, last week or i guess two weeks ago now at this point that it's not it really isn't it's not effective enough to just like be like okay yeah dude go to mass like you had one conversation about evangelization be like dude you should go check out like go to mass on sunday go to holy hour yeah it's there has to be steps that they can that they can that they can go to and uh feel uh welcome and encouraged and informed and and again like like i said i know i don't want to to brush past this and make it seem like there's unrealistic demands. It's like we said, a lot of that falls into them. Like they're not, they're not going to do it. Right. And a lot of parishes try really hard to do this. And I, th- so I think that, yeah, it's, it's having that inclusion. I think it's having that, that creativity to, uh, to find ways to spread the gospel. I mean, uh, I know <laughs> my, uh, Cody who's on frequently, um, always talks about his friend Connell, and a quote that he has, so I'm going to steal that. I don't know if they ever listen or whatever. So Connell, if you are listening, this quote was from you and I'm stealing it. Well, Cody stole it and I'm stealing it from him. Um, he, he, he always talks about, uh, you know, one day working in a parish and basically just having the mindset of like not, not resting until every single person who is in the zip code of your parish has had an encounter with Jesus Christ Mm. that like, and it's, it would be, it's, it would need to be so refreshing or it could be so refreshing to see a parish that's like, actively taking on that challenge like viewing themselves as a missionary parish like as a place that mm-hmm. needs to go out and spread the gospel and getting creative with it because and honestly this we're probably going to talk more about lessons from the coronavirus uh in a, in a later episode but something that is becoming very uh evident to me is that you know whenever there's a big change up in the way the world functions companies that survive are companies that are bold creative and innovative Mm. and i don't think those are three words that i would use to describe the culture of the catholic church for many years now and again not not, like we said we never want to just steer into the culture obviously you want to but 
I would if, I, to see a parish that like is really getting creative with how they're how they are spreading the gospel. Not that and I don't creative does not mean diluting the truth. Creative does not mean degrading the sacraments. Creative means innovative. It means mm. how do you how do you go out and and find those people, right? How do you go out and uh, and do that? So that 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 is that is I think a necessity of of parish life is to to for everyone to see themselves more as missionaries than just as like these these sheep again we are sheep yeah. to the Lord but we're not just here like to just go to mass on Sunday and leave you are there because you want to be a part of the mission of the church and that is important yes, yeah you there I, with your hand up that's me I'm Alec <laughs> um I think it's important also to feel a sense of responsibility to your parish it's not just that i go there and i am given something but if you feel like your parish is lacking that you contribute to it no longer lacking and what i'm thinking about is term in terms of like a sports team even if you're a player and you feel like someone on your team isn't or something isn't working are you going to just leave that team let it be or are you going to work to try and rectify it and try and help it so i think that if we each in the parish realize the impact that we can have and take a little bit of not responsibility to complete it but to participate in it instead of just feeling like it's something there for you to access rather it's something there for you to serve then that might help contribute more instead of saying someone will do it you're helping with it what is that quote that you like to you say all the time alec um not all the time, but frequently, you uh, uh, you are not obligated to co- complete the work. What is that? Yeah, um, the whole thing. I mean, the the part you're referencing is you are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. Mm-hmm. So it's not your responsibility to make sure that it's done, but you can't do nothing. Yeah. What matters yeah. is that you are tr- you're doing what you can. You are trying. Oh yeah, definitely. I, you know, the, along with what Alec is saying, there's a sense of ownership that needs to take place too amongst like people who like attend that parish, um, because you can like, obviously like just be like we talked about last Sunday, just like an average like pew, pew goer who like goes on Sundays, sits in the pew, and then leaves. Um, but it's definitely different when you go to a parish where like everyone is like on board with like the mission you were talking about, like like the mission of what this parish is about, the mission of how we treat people who come to this parish, how we treat newcomers to this parish, how we treat all ages at this parish. Because for me, I used to think that it was like a generational thing. Like, I'm going to like the parish that's like the youngest parish, you know, or I'm going to like the parish with like the coolest music or like the coolest graphics and whatnot. But what I found more and more is there's beauty in, um, again, Alec, you said this earlier, there's beauty in like a multi-generational parish where um, everyone is like growing together in their own respective like age demographic or life situation they're all growing together in the same mission that the parish like represents. So if the mission of the parish is joy and you like find a parish that like that, that parish is like whole goal is to, like make sure that everyone who comes to the doors are like, is joyful and, and whatnot. And that like everything they do in ministry like points to that and you see like more ownership um, in doing so. And I, I don't know about you guys, but what I'm seeing and I feel this, this way too, cause I'm like, again, I'm, I'm falling on my own sword here. I see myself like more passionate in things that like I do like outside of the parish more than like in community within the parish because it caters to exactly I think this maybe the wrong word but like I can manipulate it exactly to like the needs that like I want 
to serve God, you know, <laughs> or to serve the church. Um, it's easy for me to control factors where if I go through a parish, I got to go through like the, the priests and the pastors and the, the pastoral council and like, you know, I have to book rooms and like all, all these things that like go along um, with that. I found the rest of the quote before you respond to that. It's do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. And it looks like it's sourced generally from the Talmud. So, for whatever that's worth. Pretty sure the Talmud's really bad. <laughs> well, I like that part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, we can't just... People in the parish can't, we can't just keep, myself included, like we said, falling on our own swords here. We can't just pass the buck indefinitely. We, it's like, and that's kind of the the energy that I oftentimes see is that it's so it's so easy to just blend in and we don't like to step out of our comfort zone. And I know everyone says that, but we really don't. Like, we don't like to talk to people if the conversation is going to be long, if the conversation is going to be awkward, whatever it might be. We're very good at ducking out the back corner when no one's looking. We're very good at getting to a social gathering and going to the bathroom right away. I always I always joke with people, you are an awkward person if the first thing you do when you go somewhere is you go to the bathroom. <laughs> because and look look for it. It happens like you go to a new house or a new party, the first thing you do like you have that like like introduction like, "Hey, good to see you. Your house is nice, whatever." And you're like, "You like, you know where the bathroom is?" And then they show you and then you just go there. And you don't even have to go. You just like but you, you take do. a breather. Yeah, um, because then you can because then you can control when you step back into the conversation, you know, um, with with whatever it is that's going on. And anyway, all that to say, we got to we got to be willing to get do the grunt work here. Um, like there is no conversation that anybody in a parish is beyond. There is no service that anybody in the parish is above. It, it, it is it falls it falls to the individuals to do those little things. And I know we we talk about Gerardo and I are involved with a. A young adult ministry called Heart of the City, which runs through the Diocese of Orange, and it's been a ride, right? In the sense that, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's been pretty consistently the same as far as like the quality of the night and yeah. like the amount of people who have shown up. And it seems like no matter what we, how much we talk about and how much we think that we need to improve or or we need to step back from yeah. or whatever, seems to be the same every week, every time, <laughs> more or less. Um, but it's been a ride in the sense of like my own ways that I emphasize and prioritize and value ministry and how I view myself and like, you know, my own self image and things like that and the toxicity of that. But I, we, we, we always fall back on like people have to be willing to do the, the hard, the hard stuff, the conversations, right? Anybody can show up and do lighting. Anybody can show up and, and give a talk. Anybody can show up and do music or whatever it is, but are, we are all responsible to some extent for the cultivating of that seed. And I think, you know, harkening back all the way to one of our first episodes, I think, you know, with ministry numbers, I think we talked a little bit about this, that like when you when when you are finding yourself in some sort of anything, really a job, but even even more so like a ministry job, um, that doesn't make you above doing the grunt work of, you're, like I said, you're not above talking to people after mass. You're not above mm -hmm. talking to people like before mass. Or uh, and you're not above, especially not above, doing something at your parish that is that helps develop the community that we spend so much time talking about it being needed to develop. Says and again, coming from the guy who did confirmation for a really long time and stopped doing confirmation 
recently because I didn't have, <laughs> because I cited reason because I didn't have enough time. So yeah, and I think what Gerardo had talked about, you know, kind of we've kind of blended Alec and Gerardo's points. I think now moving directly to Gerardo's point, where one of the first things you said since we started recording was like, why is there so many other like outer out of parish ministries that are so successful? And I, uh, and again, I don't as a president, I don't want to bad talk any of them. Like, I think there's a very important place for them. Um, and again, <laughs> we're on a podcast right now. So uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously we find value in this and we find value in, in, you know, this kind of ministry, but why is it that we, we love so much to do these outside of our parish things, but then find it so difficult to do things in our parish? Yeah. I mean, the original thought I had when I was, and I came up with this like idea, honestly, while I was like, I've been working on a paper right now and like Christ in the church and um, I was driving and this thought popped up in my head of like, why do I like find more joy and um, find like a better use of my time, like serving like my, like starting my own thing or um, serving my own thing that like I like rather than just like serving the parish. Like the idea for me of like going to a Bible study separately from like fellow parishioners is way more appealing than like joining the men's group at my parish, you know? Um, so like, why, like, why is that? And I think for, for me, it, it's all c- comes down to comfort. And like in my heart, I feel like it's, it's scary for me to be uncomfortable. Um, it's scary for me to put my effort and my time into something that I really can't control like all the factors or all like the entire situation of it because we've all been there whereas you've been invited to a parish event and you show up to the parish event and you're like well I know no one here or this is like the weirdest thing ever and um, I'm not gonna put give this any effort or give give this any thought or put like any trying it but when it comes to like doing my own thing like heart of the city for example like I'm willing to like sacrifice all my extra time to like make that work and to and to and to make it happen um and I, I uh yeah, like how rarely does like my service and like what I'm passionate about, like how rarely do I bring that back to my parish? And the moment I face like rejection, um, and this happens all the time where it's like I have a wonderful idea. I'm like, this will be amazing for my parish. I'm going like, to flip this parish upside down. And the moment like I feel any pushback or I talk to like a priest or a pastor and they're like, oh, that's cool. It's like, oh, well, sweet. well screw this, man. I'm well, out. Screw this. I'm going <laughs> to do my own thing, you know? Um and I think, like, again, I was I'm work I'm, I was working on a paper on Christ in the church, and when I I was reflecting on just like the church itself, um, and I told Eddie and Alec this too is when I think of the church, I rarely think of like my parish, you know. Um, I think of like Christ in the church is like, yeah, like I love Christ, right? Do I serve the church? Yeah, I serve the church. I have like a bunch of things like going on in which I like serve the church, but it's rare that I say like I serve my parish, you know. And what that looks like. And for a lot of the time, it doesn't look like it's, it doesn't seem or look, look like appealing because you're not doing the things that require like head on, like planning or like head on, like controlling, like a messaging or, you know, things that like we love and we desire. It's more just like, all right, can you read in front of people? <laughs> or can you uh, even like as a teenager, like, can you just like alter serve or can you pass out baskets or can you say hi to people when they walk into the door and make them feel like it's the greatest like church ever? And that's stuff that like we, Eddie was talking about earlier, like we don't necessarily like like to do or like love to do. Um, so yeah, I, I get to just in, in reflection. I think like, I don't want to get involved in the parish because I just don't, I want to be comfortable. I'm scared of also to just the fact that like, if I do get involved, 
will it be something that like I like? And if I don't like it, does that mean I like don't like my parish or like don't like the church? You know? Yeah. Um, it's. I was just thinking. I just had this thought right now. We need to have thicker skin when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of our approach to the parish, like ministry, is you know like when they're you know in in psychology when a kid is stepping out when a young kid or like a high school kid is stepping out of their comfort zone like a kid who's never gone to a a social event before like a a school dance or whatever like that first three minutes is like make or break for the whole thing for them that if they if they're putting themselves out there and somebody doesn't catch them on the on the other side of their jump immediately they shut themselves off to it completely right and again that 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 it's like why it's so important that when someone comes into a new place that they're welcomed and they're like, hey, welcome, let me show you around. Because if not, then they just they feel out of place. And, and that feeling causes people to to close off so quickly. Mm. And I feel like and that's uh, obviously a really sad thing. But we are, I mean, speaking at least for the three of us, we're three grown men. Like, And people <laughs> who are listening, for the most part, I would imagine you guys are adults, um, fully grown women, fully grown men who are you know, at least somewhat mature we can't have that approach to the parish where it's like we step into like a, a Bible study or a young adult group or whatever, where it's like, Ooh, I'm like uncomfortable right now. Well, I tried, you know, I'm out. Yeah. And like, like we're the adults here. Like, yeah. <laughs> and um, we don't get to do, we don't, we don't get to take the, 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 the easy way out with this. And I think, I guess there are a couple, a couple more thoughts like that. Like, right. Somebody has to do it like sooner or later, somebody, somebody has to do it. And, uh, Cody and I talk about it a lot, but there's that, you know, the Star Wars movie Rogue One, mm. which again, some people don't like for reasons I cannot understand. It's one of my, probably one of my favorite movies. I understand if you don't like Star Wars or whatever, but something that Cody and I talk about a lot, like that really stirs inside of us when we watch it is that like that complete and total like disregard of self that we're like, we are going to do this and we are going to die doing it. Like it doesn't matter, but th- here's a chance where we can have an effect on somebody like for the better of somebody and somebody has to do it. Mm-hmm. Like not everybody has the potential to 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 go and fight the empire, right? Like, but yeah. we do right now. We but we're probably gonna die and we're probably gonna lose, but we have the capability to go out and fight this fight in this moment. And we need to have that zeal for our parish ministry. That mm. yeah, like yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, you're probably gonna strike out. Yes, you're probably gonna get shut down. Whatever it is, but like you we have to we have the capability to it especially if you have any semblance of a relationship with jesus right like again to harken back to that rebellion analogy like they take anybody like you can move and you can shoot a gun like you're a part of us because we we don't have position to we are not in the the place to like start forming a dream team here right Mm -hmm. anybody here who's listening to this podcast probably has some sort of semblance of a relationship with the lord and like it's you right like don't pass the buck like you mm. are the one who needs to go and change your parish. And, you know, yeah. like we said, is we, we talk badly about this, but we talk, we, we talk, we, we, we talk a big game about this, but like, this is right, like, I think what Gerardo says, why do I, why do you not uh, like love your parish? I don't know why I don't love my parish the same way I love heart of the city or the suspend myself on the parish, the way I spend myself on heart of the city. But the reality is, is heart of the city is not the bride of Christ. Like mm-hmm. Christ chose the church. church. And if we aren't, like serving that then we don't have a place here yeah and you you play an absolute we all play an absolute role in in serving the church and it should sadden people and it saddens me and this is like again i thought this while driving (laughs) thinking about all this it just saddens me that like there are a ton of lay ministries that are doing great things for the kingdom of god um that are like thriving 
and yet you hear of churches that like are suffering and you're, you're hearing more of that like especially like in this time i'm not say, saying suffering like sacramentally but suffering in this uh, like sense that like they can't get people to serve there um they can't get like funds they don't have like the means to like survive in a time like in, during this pandemic you know and it's just it's it's so weird how like that the, why that's the case like obviously there's a ton of good catholics that we know and a ton of good people who like love the church and love jesus but you don't necessarily hear you hear people bragging more about the things they do like the, these lay ministries that are surviving more than they brag about like their church you know and it's i use this analogy with like uh alec and eddie earlier too is when you say i love my church do you mean like i love like my parish like the parish that you attend or do you mean like i love like the catholic church and every single church involved in it but this is like my own thing on the side or do you really take ownership of the place that you go and you celebrate um mass on sunday at and participate in that community to like the best that you can yeah and we really need to like i mean to get a little bit aggressive with this in case we haven't or we need to wake up right yeah um the reality is is the Catholic Church is bleeding right now. Mm. I mean, not, not even to talk about like the ways that this this pandemic is in the quarantine has really shown our true colors of, I think, the faithfulness of the people. We have di- like there's been several dioceses in the country that have consolidated. They've shut down half the parishes mm-hmm. because they don't have enough. They don't have enough people going to the masses. They don't have enough priests to say the masses and they don't have enough funds to support them. So they like straight up sold half the churches and closed them. And we we like we need to wake up. And we need to do something about this because mm-hmm. if we don't, like, what are we, what are we waiting for? Like, what, what more do we, do we need to add? That, like, what else needs to be taken away before we realize that, like, action is needed now? And yeah, I had a thought earlier as you were talking about Rogue One and the loss of self, and in relation to dealing with rejection, it's a lot easier to deal with rejection and to v- develop thicker skin if you have that loss of self where it's not the pride of me but it's what's my what's my goal is it to succeed in a ministry for myself so that it's Mm -hmm. i put together a successful ministry or is it to put together the most successful ministry possible so i might have an idea for a ministry that kind of gets shut down or altered or i lose some control of it but if that's what the parish most needs then it's a lot easier to deal with the changing if it is about the parish and not about yourself. I think about it like in school. I used to, when I was younger, I would be scared sometimes to ask a question, right? You don't want to ask a silly question or whatever it is. But if the person next to me had a question that they were scared to ask, no problem. I'll ask it. Doesn't matter. Because it's not my question, so I'm not afraid of me. Because if it's a silly question, well, that was their question, so I'm fine. Right? It it takes some of the responsibility off of me. So, yeah, I think steering into that loss of self can really help us in a way kind of disappear into the church and i don't want that to sound like a negative thing but we do need to humble ourselves of what we want to accomplish in service of what is best for the parish yeah and i'm glad that you brought that up because i think yeah i think we haven't really talked about this that the other reason why people do it is because of pride right why why are we so why do we have such a tendency to jump ship and do our own thing because there's 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 glory in that we talk about that a lot um at heart of the city to harken back to that again mm-hmm. we talk a lot about we're, if we're in this just for the glory work right is what mm-hmm. we've been talking about in ministry the the you know the media the talking the doing music mm-hmm. 
if we're just in it for the glory work and the name that we can make for ourselves, what what success is there in that? And again, not not to speak ill of anybody who does do that kind of stuff, right? I am I do do that stuff. Gerardo does that stuff. Alec does that stuff. But again, that doesn't make that doesn't put us above. And it's always a good like reminder and gut check that like I I need to do more in in my parish. I need to do more in my in my daily community. And it's actually a really good reminder for me because uh, I don't know, I, I feel I feel like I have actually been involved less and less in my parish because again through things like Heart of the City and through working through a high school where I'm not directly connected to a parish, it's it becomes it it very easily goes all the way back on the priority list, and that's not great. And I think like the last really important thing that I, I can think of is this I, like this is going to be so so important when this whenever this quarantine breaks and we really are start like the parishes are opened up again, which again we can talk all about the frustrations of that and whatever another time. But when we when like when we have the opportunity, we need to be like racehorses out of the gate, right? Like we need to flood back to the parish and we need to flood back into service or really maybe even service for the first time in the parish or else they're just going to fall apart completely. Like we need to come back. We need to give more time, more money and like, you know, spend ourselves more on the parish now more than ever. As soon as the opportunity, it needs to be like at the drop of a hat. Like I said, we need to be like racehorses coming out of the gate as soon as we have the opportunity to be again Um, or else we risk the Catholic Church becoming obsolete. Maybe, and I dare I say, more obsolete than we already are becoming. I would also, because people are so hungry for it, after yeah. this whole quarantine, there is a very present desire, whether people are naming it that or not. And that is something that it feels weird to say in these terms, but like that we can capitalize on and we can use to our advantage. So there was need for it already, but this is an even better opportunity. Yeah, and not saying that like doing service outside of the church is like the worst thing in the world that you can be doing, right? But if just think about it this way, like at the end of the day, and Eddie talked a little bit about like glory work and like trying trying to be remembered, having your name remembered. Do you want like your what do you want to be remembered? Like, or what do you want to last? And if we as Catholics believe like that Jesus and the church is like that the church is what Jesus like wanted and instituted on earth. Um, for us to like have access to the sacraments, for us to be be a part of community, I would rather have like the the parish I go to last forever, way over, more so over than like the heart of the city, and that that's really what it comes down to is if we believe like that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that also includes His bride, like the church, that 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 that, that church that where Jesus literally is should last forever and should be forever. Um, so again. We like we could put our energy into like all these things to to build up the kingdom of God, so to speak, here on earth and in our lay ministries and whatnot. And but I think everything should point back not only to Jesus, but also to the parish and to what we do at the parish. And as a final thought, kind of as we close things up here, maybe save this episode for when the quarantine lifts to listen to it again, because it can be easy to. Uh, maybe, maybe not, but maybe you listen to this and you're excited. Yeah, I do need to help the parish more, but maybe you genuinely can't right now. That's definitely possible, but make sure that we don't let that feeling pass, right? There's um, from Screwtape Letters that the devil talks about he, he being the devil wants us to have a feeling and not act on it, because then the next time we have that feeling, we will be less likely to act on it. 
Mm. So when you have this feeling to do something good, to act on it, if nothing else, so that it can prevent you from being unwilling to act in the future. So if there is some sense of motivation and a genuine block from you being able to do it now, find something that can reinvigorate that, whether it's this episode or a prayer or talking to someone, whatever it is, and save that. Because when this quarantine lifts, we need to run. To our parishes. To our parishes. <laughs> Any final thoughts, you guys? Nope. We're the three best friends uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> for, for the record, yeah, if anybody is what we're talking about, Gerardo and Alec have not been on the same episode together for a long time. Long time. <laughs> it's been 84 years. OG sinners. <laughs> OG sinners. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. That was The Sinner's Take. You will hear us in the next one.